get started. Let's open in a word of prayer and see what the Lord has for us this evening. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to be in your house to worship and to praise you, just to open up your word and to hear from heaven. Lord, we ask that you would speak to our hearts as only you can. Lord, we ask that, uh, Lord, if there's one here that doesn't know you, that today would be the day of salvation. Lord, for that one that may be discouraged or disheartened, Lord, I pray that tonight they'll be encouraged and uh, get revived and uh, just energized to serve you. Lord, do thank you again for all that you do. And we'll give you all the praise, the glory, and honor that comes from it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Brother Duke, you coming? Uh, okay. I'll tell you why he's coming up here. I'm going to go ahead and give the announcements and uh, remind you of a couple things here. Uh, don't forget this coming Sunday, Missionary Jong from the Philippines is going to be with us. Also, I have a preacher friend that's actually going to be in town this week, and so he's going to be preaching Sunday morning. His name is Bruce Burkett. He was in my youth group whenever I was uh, uh, I was um, uh, youth pastor there at uh, Lifeline, and so uh, his brother Travis is going to be teaching our teenagers and uh, for Sunday school. So. Uh, looking forward to them being with us this coming Sunday. Uh, their grandpa passed away, and so uh, you pray for the Burkett family. And uh, so they're going to be in town, so I wanted to put them to use. Good, fine young men uh, serving the Lord in uh, great capacities at their churches. All right, and then want to remind you, uh, Sunday, March the 25th is our teen service. And then Friday, March the 30th is our Good Friday service. Uh, Brother West is going to be preaching. I'm looking forward and anticipating a wonderful uh, service that day. And then Brother uh, Burt Bunner's church family, they're going to be here and do the music. And uh, we're going to provide a Sunday or a junior church and nursery for all the kids that are going to be here. And so you plan on being here for that day. It's going to be a wonderful service. And then Sunday, April the 1st, is our sunrise service. We're going to have a 7.30 service and then prayer breakfast our breakfast and then we're going to have Sunday school and then our morning worship service and then on April the 7th at 9 o'clock Saturday as our prayer breakfast and then Friday and Saturday April 27th and 28th is our couples retreat and please sign up for that so we have a record of that all right all right uh, Let's turn to page 505. 505.
since Jesus came into my heart. Okay, now I belong to Jesus. Okay, page 458. Page 
Well, good evening. Good to see everyone out this evening. Thank you for being here in the house of the Lord. We're going to continue our study in uh, the book of Philippians, and Philippians chapter 4 this evening. And uh, we're going to look at a few verses here in Philippians chapter number 4. And uh, we're going to start in verse 6 tonight. This actually is covering my life verse, and uh, my favorite, probably my favorite verses in the Bible, um, because I, I believe that prayer is the answer. And uh, uh, the Bible says here in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things that are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things, those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, once again, thank you for this blessed opportunity to be in your house tonight. Lord, I thank you for the word of God, and we thank you for the privilege that we have to pray. And Lord, the, uh, just the promises that we have through prayer. And Lord, we just thank you for uh, just all that you do for us. Lord, we're so unworthy, but you're so good. And uh, Lord, you don't love us because we're worthy. You love us because of who you are and what you've done for us. And Lord, I thank you for all that you do. Lord, we ask tonight that you would speak to our hearts as only you can. Lord, as this is my favorite passage of Scripture, Lord, I pray that we would all gleam something from it tonight and just uh, just uh, make us better servants for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. People often blame their problems, the problems that they have and problems in life, on their circumstances or the environment which surround them. Paul found himself in some very adverse circumstances, some uh, trialing uh, tr uh, times in his life, and um, but and these things came at none fault to him. Um, bad choices will leave us with some bad circumstances from time to time. However, uh, God uh, at times put things in our lives, trials and troubles in our lives, to get us to draw closer to Him, to 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 put us in a better uh, fellowship with Him, even. How we respond to those circumstances, those situations, indicate where we are in our spiritual walk with the Lord. I know some people, whenever a trial comes their way, they become bitter. I believe God puts trials in our lives and uh, to either make us bitter, but more, uh, I believe He, not to make us bitter, but I believe He does it to make us better, to, to make us uh, want to serve Him more and to draw closer to Him. Without God's grace, we will never survive the tests that are uh, thrown at us. With His grace, we can find blessings and victories in the most adverse circumstances. It don't matter uh, what you find out uh, uh, about your health or about family members, about different things. You name the, the situation. Uh, with His grace, we can make it. We need to understand that not every adversity in life is a punishment uh, God puts things there to draw us closer to Him. And uh, He wants us to grow and to mature. And I can tell you this, when trials come our way, that's what really helps us to grow. 
while I can't tell you what's going to happen directly in the future, I believe that there are some steps that we can take uh, to help us make better decisions and draw from uh, the Lord's wisdom. And I'm going to show you, or share with you just a few thoughts from these uh, scriptures this evening. Number one, I want you to notice here, and Paul's saying here in the book of Philippians, that we have a privilege of prayer. We have the privilege to prayer. You know, uh, as Christians, this is something that we can run to, run to the, the Lord in prayer. The Bible says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. We have an awesome privilege to pray. Elijah, the Bible says in James 4, 17, Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. Folks, there's, there's power in prayer. You realize this, that prayer ought not to be the, the, our last resort. Prayer ought to be our first thing that we run to. Prayer, uh, here we see in Elijah's case, that it, it uh, achieved some miraculous things. It wasn't because of who Elijah was. It, it was because of the God that Elijah served. But then I want you to know, Hezekiah, uh, this is what happened. You say, well, I shouldn't pray for my health. Well, uh, the Bible says in Isaiah 38, 1, In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death, and Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, uh, came unto him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Then Hezekiah turned his face toward the wall and prayed unto the Lord, and said, Remember now, O Lord, I beseech thee how I walk before thee in truth and with thee in a perfect heart, and have done that which is good in thy sight and Hezekiah wept sore then came the word of the Lord to Isaiah saying go and say unto Hezekiah thus saith the Lord the God of David thy father I have heard thy prayers I have seen thy tears behold I will add unto thy days 15 years so I believe that God answers our prayers we have an awesome privilege that we uh, to pray prayer is the most powerful weapon that the Christian has to fight the battles against sin self and Satan it is a powerful tool if we'll only use it we must remember that prayer is the answer prayer is the answer remember uh, rather than being our last resort prayer should be our first response it is prayer that binds our nothingness to his almightiness it shows how dependent we are on Him and uh, that we can't get anything accomplished. It shows our dependence upon a holy, righteous God. God sees and knows every circumstance in our life. You see, we can pray about anything. Look there again in our scriptures. It says, be careful for nothing. This tells, this literally means there's nothing. There, there's nothing that we cannot pray about. We can pray about anything. You know, I, 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 we tease a lot of times. I, I remember when I take prayer requests back there with the school children, and uh, kids would pray for their cats and they would pray for their dogs. I remember a goldfish being prayed for from one time. And we laugh about that, but you know what? I believe that was something that they were concerned about. And I believe if they're concerned about that, then God's concerned about it. God says, casting all your care upon Him. All your care upon Him. 
Sometimes we have this idea that God only wants to hear from us when we have this huge supernatural thing that we just can't do. No, God cares about all those issues that we have, we care about. The, the little ones, the big ones. God wants to hear from us. That, that, to me, that is the one thing that I just can't wrap my mind around. The God of heaven, the God that spoke everything into existence, wants to hear from me. Can you understand that? He wants to hear from me. And I, I love that. Sometimes we don't want to bother the Lord with the small stuff, but this verse tells us that God cares about everything that we care about. The Bible says this in 1 John 5.14, And this is a confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, now there's the criteria, we have to ask it according to His will, not our will be done, but His will be done. It says, He heareth us, and if we, if we know that He hears us, Whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of Him. We need to pray about anything, but also we should pray with appreciation. You know, the Bible says, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Make sure your prayer list doesn't just contain those things that you uh, want from God, but uh, it should be... A, th a time of thanking God for what He's already done for us and what He's doing for us and what He's going to do for us. Ephesians 5.20 says, Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe God responds more readily uh, to our appreciation than He does our demands. God, you're going to do this. No, God does not have... He's not required to answer our prayers he's not he's not uh listen we're not at his uh he's not just one of these uh, a god that we can just say god you're going to do this no we are going to say god if i will be done it doesn't matter how what you want it matters what he wants for our lives we need to try praying just try praying thanking god for what he's done for us do that for a little bit and uh and we'll see that we need to pray with appreciation. But also when we pray, it's okay to ask. Sometimes we have this, this idea it's that we, all we can do is pray for others. But it's, it's, the Bible says, look there in verse 6 again. It says, let your request. Again, there's a request. Let your request be made known unto God. While prayer does cover all and contains appreciation, it does come by asking. Matthew 7, 7 says, Ask and it shall be given you. James 4, 2 says, You have not because you ask not. I don't suppose that there is anything in our life that God is unconcerned about. Listen to what Matthew 10, 29 says. Are not two sparrows sold for a farthing? And one of them shall not fall to the ground without your father? But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear ye not, therefore, ye are of more value than many sparrows. This verse tells us that God knows the number of hairs on our head. I know, Brother Greg, that's not much for some. Me and you, we don't have a whole lot there. But, yeah. There's some, that, I mean, there's a lot of hairs on my wife has a ton of, she has thick hair. 
the thing with this is that God knows every, he's got every one of our hairs numbered. Remember that prayer is the answer. But then I want you to number, number two, we need to realize that we can have peace, the peace of God to keep us. Look there again in verse 7. It says, And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. We can have peace during the storms of life. Now, the Bible says in Mark 4, 39, And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Can I tell you, when you're going through the storms, you have the storms of life. It's the, it's the Lord that says peace. And the storms that are raging around you, maybe raging around you, but can calm your heart. I remember times and. And I've, I mean, just things that have happened in life and I've just needed God's peace. And I run to this verse here in Philippians 4, 7 and think about the peace of God. Now, you can't explain God's peace. You try to talk to your friends about it, that unsaved friends about it, and, and they don't understand how you can have peace when everything around you is falling apart. How in the world? Look at the world, the way the things are going on in this world. How can you have peace? I don't know. I just trust the Lord. And God gives me a peace that passes all understanding. We have peace during the storms of life, but peace from the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in Romans 15, 13, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Peace is for the saints of God. Folks, you know, this world, are not, they're not going to have the peace. I mean, there's peace treaties signed and broken all the time. But they don't understand the peace that God speaks of. The Bible says, But glory and honor and peace to every man that worketh good, to the Jew first and to also to the Gentile. Peace can't be bought with money. Peace can't be achieved by a treaty. Peace comes when a person puts their complete trust I mean, their complete confidence, their faith and trust in anything and everything that God says. That's when peace comes. I don't understand it, Lord. I don't understand. I, you've put this in my life. I don't understand it, but God, I trust you. That's what peace is. When you say, when, when the doctors say you only have so much time to live. You know what? That crushes people. But you know, you can still have the peace even though the doctors say, I'm not saying that you're going to raise, raise up and live another 15 years like he did Hezekiah. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that we can have peace even though it might be the last days of our life. We can still have peace. See, we must realize that peace is attainable. Turn on the evening news tonight. And you'll, you'll find out, you'll hear people talking about peace. President Trump is supposed to meet with uh, North Korean leaders and uh, King, Kim Jong-un, whatever his name is. Crazy, oh, what's he call him, rocket, rocket boy or something like that. But he's going to meet with him uh, and, talking, and, and those in, in Jerusalem talk about peace treaties and all these things. But can I tell you, peace without God is impossible. Isaiah 57, 20 says, But the wicked are like the troubled sea when it cannot rest, whose waters cast upon mire and dirt. There is no peace, saith the God, my God, 
to the wicked. Ezekiel 7.25, destruction cometh, and they shall seek peace, and there shall be none. While world peace is impossible until the millennium, okay, that's what the Bible teaches us, an inner peace with God is possible, is attainable with Christians. We can have it. The Bible says in John 16.33, these things have I spoken to you, that in me... You might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good courage. I have overcome the world. See, he's the cause of my peace. Philippians 4, 7, and the peace of God. Not the peace of money or the peace of the world peace or the peace of uh, the Republican Party or the Democrat Party. Or it's, not the, it's the peace of God. John 14, 27, Peace I leave unto you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. The peace that God gives starts with salvation. No one can be at peace with themselves or anyone else, and surely not with God until they are first saved. Romans 5, 1, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Colossians 1.20 And having made peace through the blood of His cross, to Him be reconciled all things unto Himself. Once saved, peace will dwell in our hearts as we are obedient to Christ. Catch it. As we are obedient to Christ, we can have peace. If we're living contrary to the Word of God and uh, to His principles and to what God would have us to do, we are not going to have peace. There's going to be, we're going to have turmoil. Brother Bobby's done a, had a tremendous message last night about people that are uh, the Christians as it pertains to the tabernacle. And uh, he brought out this fact. I'm not going to re-preach it tonight, but uh, he brought out as we are Christians, we enter into the courtyard. And as we're in the courtyard, we have, uh, we're, we're saved, we're in the courtyard, but it's not until we enter into the holy place, away from the, uh, the distractions of the world and away from the light of the world and into His marvelous light. You know, he talked about the candlestick in that, that holy place, and that candlestick was a divine light. It was a supernatural light. He says, you come out into the courtyard and he says, you have a mixture of lights. You have the divine light and you have the natural light. The sun by day and a pillar of light by night. He says, the difference between uh, uh, some Christians is that they only want that divine light when there's a problem, when there's darkness. He says, but when you enter into that holy, holy place where the candlelight is in there, the candlestick is in there, you come in there with His divine light, no influence from the outside because it's dark without that divine light. That was a good thought. Folks, we need to enter into that holy place. We can have that peace. How can we understand the peace of God? The Bible says it's beyond our comprehension. It's beyond people's comprehension, which passes all understanding. Isaiah 26, 3 says, That will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. 
We may not always know how it's going to work out, but we can know that we can have peace throughout all the circumstances of life. Then I want you to notice number three. We have a positive promise to live for. Look there in verse 8. It says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. We have a promise for our steps. I, uh, Psalms 18.36 says, Thou hast enlarged my steps under me, that my feet did not slip. Psalms 37.23, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his ways. 1 Peter 2.21, For even hereunto we were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow his steps. We have a promise for my steps, but also a promise for any situation. Romans 8.28, notice this. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. We have the promise for any circumstances that God is in control. No matter what we face, God is in control. Nothing sneaks up on God. We need to recognize that and realize that. But then we have the promise from the Scriptures. All Scriptures given by inspiration of God. Every word, every word in there we can claim as promises to us. Regardless that we need to recognize that His promises are achievable. They're achievable for us. We can have them. They're attainable. We can have the promises of God. God's promises are achievable, but they are contingent upon some things. The promise of salvation is a gift, but we must have faith. We must trust. We must accept that free gift of salvation. See, God's blessings and rewards are a result of obedience and faithfulness. God's peace is not something God just throws into our laps but rather as a result of our trust and confidence in Him, trusting Him wholeheartedly. Notice what God says about peace in Isaiah 26. It says, Thou will keep Him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on Thee, because He trusteth in Thee. There's a contingency there. We must trust in Him. If we're going to have peace, we must trust in Him. His promises are for us, but we have, there are some contingencies there. Paul in verse 8 and 9 gives us two qualifications to peace that we uh, desire from God in our lives. It's going to take discipline. Look there, discipline to think right. The Bible says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. It's going to take it's going to take discipline to think right. A person becomes what they think about. Now, Proverbs 23, 7, 4, As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If our hearts are, if we're not thinking the right things, listen, we're not going to be doing the right things. We're not going to be the right things. God mentioned both actions and thoughts as being a problem prior to the flood. 
there in Noah's day. He said in Genesis 6, he says, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. See, with peace of mind and heart being the goal, we must learn to discipline our minds and our thought process. Thinking on Him. The Bible says here, we're to think on these things. How many times do we dwell on the bad things in life? You know, dwell on the negative things. If we think on the negative things, think. I, I, I give you this statistic. But they say 85% of all things that we worry about never come to pass. They also say 28.3.99 whatever of all statistics are made up on the spot. I don't know if that's true or not. Did you get get that? Okay. Some of my daughters, they'll get it later. But. It's going to take positive thinking. It's going to take discipline to, to, to think the right things in the right times. You know, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. The carnal mind in Christian thinks about sinful things in his mind and thus has no peace. If we are thinking about those things that are lovely and true and of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things, then we can have peace. The Bible says, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Not only is it going to take discipline, but it's going to take doing. It's going to take doing. It's not just the right thinking, uh, thinking, it's going to take the right actions the right things, the right to think about the right things. The Bible, look there in verse 9, it says, Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, notice this next word here, do. It's not just about what we think, it's what we do as well. Then it says, And the God of peace shall be with you. Notice here that peace is a byproduct of, of doing what we know is right. Thinking the right things help us to do the right things. We are very likely to do as we think. Proverbs 16.3 says, Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. In one place, God says, If you think right, you'll do right. But in Proverbs 16, He says, If you do right, you'll think right. Notice there's a partnership between the right thoughts and right actions, which enables us to have peace. We must have both thinking right and doing right. Doing right and thinking right. They go hand in hand. Let me ask you, do you have peace tonight? This is my favorite passage of Scripture. It takes prayer. Prayer. If we would just realize that we have the privilege of prayer, folks, We can have the peace and the promises that go along with those prayers. Start your day with a list of things to thank thank the Lord about. Thank the Lord for how good He's been to you. Thank the Lord for a good church, a good family. And thank the Lord for all that He's done. Then go into, it's okay to ask. Lord, I need your wisdom today. 
I need your power. I need your strength. God, I can't get through this day without you. And I tell you, if we would start our days right, we can probably end them right as well. The circumstances of life are not something that we can control, but we can control how we respond to those circumstances. We can choose to give in to the pressures of the adverse circumstances, or we can choose to have peace by giving them over to the Lord. The choice is up to you. What will you do with it? Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. We have the privilege of prayer. We can have the peace during problems. We see the promises that God gives us from His Word. As we search our hearts tonight, I, I just want to encourage you tonight to find a place at the altar and realize the privilege that we have to pray. You know, sometimes we take it for granted, but we have a privilege to pray. We can pray to the Lord, come to His throne boldly, the Bible says. We don't have to go through a priest. We don't have to go through anyone else. We can come and talk literally to the Lord. Talk to Him. Then we can have peace that passes all understanding. And the promises that come, that come with it. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. Lord, I thank you for the privilege we have to pray. Lord, I thank you for the peace that you give us. And Lord, I thank you for the promises that come along with it. Lord, I pray that men and women, boys and girls, will find a place at the altar. Lord, that we would get our hearts in tune with you. Lord, as Brother Bobby was talking last night, that we would enter into that holy place. And Lord, that it's a... Uh, place that we can get divine wisdom and Lord we could have revelation from your word and have complete understanding Lord if we would just come out from a, uh, among them and be separate Lord I thank you for how you work in our hearts and our lives do a great uh, work in this uh, invitation time we pray in Jesus name Amen. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Brother Adam's going to be again playing softly. God has spoke to your heart. I'm going to just encourage you to find a place at the altar. of prayer want to lift up a few petitions that I know of would ask that you continue uh, that you would pray for the Burkett family and this uh, loss of my friend's dad uh, brother Leroy um, I had lunch with him today he's doing well he knows his Lord his dad is with the Lord and and so would ask that you would just pray for them uh, it's always hard uh, to lose a family member 
uh, makes it better the fact that he knows that he's a Christian and that he'll see him once again. I pray for the funeral. Uh, he told me there's his uh, uh, couple family members that are going to be there at the funeral and uh, um, pray that uh, someone gets saved. That's something that his dad would want and uh, he, he's praying that uh, someone will be saved there. there. Um, his son, his son, Brother Leroy's son, is going to be doing the funeral, so that was an answer to prayer as well. And then I would ask that you would uh, pray for Brother Kirk. Um, got a call Monday. Um, he um, was working with a loader uh, his, uh, at his job, and one of the doors came back and hit him in the head and gave him a concussion. And so um, I'm asking that you pray for Brother Kirk. Um, I, haven't, I, I haven't heard from him. Brother Greg, have you talked to him since? Yeah. Did he go back to work or? No. Okay, good. All right. So you pray for Brother Kirk. And uh, uh, he's had a few concussions uh, in the past. So I uh, would ask that you just remember him and in your prayers. And. Uh, Remember Miss Mona as well. All right, someone else prayer request tonight. Continue to pray for Brother Adam, Miss Evelyn. And, uh, be expecting a baby sometime this week, hopefully. Uh, she's at 39 weeks, so um, we're praying that uh, uh, the baby will be here soon. And uh, so you pray for them and pray for safety and uh, pray for Lord just to be with them during this time. Yes, Miss Kimberly. Anybody else? Yes, Miss Melinda. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they couldn't find, pray for Brother West. They couldn't, they wanted to do some more scans and uh, things. And I think he said he wants to wait and see how it does for a little bit. Uh, but I just talked to him uh, before church tonight. You pray for Brother West. He fell down and knocked his shoulder out of joint or something and so um, it kept, then he, when he raised his arm it fell out again so I think three or four times it fell out of place yesterday and so you pray for him and I know he appreciates that anybody else alright let's go to the Lord in prayer our Heavenly Father Lord we do again thank you for your love your mercy and your grace Lord I thank you for uh, Lord, the fact that we can lift our petitions to you and know that you hear our prayers according to your will. And Lord, we ask tonight that you would be with the Burkett family in this time of bereavement. Lord, I pray that you would comfort hearts as only you can. Lord, during this, uh, uh, this uh, funeral time, Lord, I ask that you would, uh, Lord, that you would um, give Brother Bruce the words to say. And Lord, that he'd be an encouragement and a help to uh, the Christians, but also, most importantly, Lord, as... 
Uh, there will be some loss there. Lord, I pray that you would just convict them of their needs and that they would see that they need to be saved. And Lord, I pray that you do a great work there and we'll give you the praise for that. Lord, I do ask that you would be with Brother Kirk as he's recovering from this uh, concussion. Lord, I pray that you would give the doctors wisdom how to uh, proceed and uh, how he should uh, uh, when to go back to work and just different things such as that. Meet their needs financially and emotionally, physically. Lord, I pray that you would just uh, be with them. And Lord, I ask that you be with um, Kenny's sister, Patty. Lord, as she had surgery, Lord, I ask that you would just, uh, Lord, that the things would go well there. Lord, I pray also for the Boer family in this time of uh, they're trying to adopt um, this, this little one. Lord, I pray that you would... Uh, just meet the needs there as well. Also for uh, the selling of their house, Lord, I pray that all things will go well there and that they would uh, uh, sell quickly and uh, be able to get their asking price. And um, Lord, I pray that you would just uh, be with them. Lord, again, thank you for all that you do for us. We'll give you all the praise and the glory from uh, all these uh, answered prayers and uh, in anticipating what you're going to do. Lord, I ask for this coming Sunday, Lord, that you would speak to our hearts and Lord, that... Uh, you would bring in a good crowd, and uh, as you've been bringing in visitors uh, almost weekly, and Lord, we give you all the praise and glory for that. Lord, again, thank you for all that you do. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, thank you for being here. I've already given you the announcements, and if you have an offering tonight, you can just go ahead and lay it in the offering plate, and uh, you are dismissed. Thank you for being here.